cliffcentral.com. 360biz on cliffcentral.com. Welcome to another amazing um, installment. I almost said episode. I'm so used to watching TV these days because I'm spending a lot of time with my son. So I'm forced to watch everything from generations to whatever the case is and see by and all that stuff. So, I mean, it's been particularly interesting because I think the intro, my entrepreneurial takeaway from that is that I'm seeing so many dramas coming up. But, I mean, one of the biggest things that I've seen is that, I mean, if there is no differentiator or anything that sets them apart from anything else, then they actually become monotonous and similar to everything else. But I mean, I'm in studio with uh, my boy, 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 Devil Homa 40. I mean, I thought this guy was going to be in Cape Town. Now he just showed Vumbugadia with a green bag, green <laughs> swallows bag, as if he was going for uh, uh, um, trials and whatever. But I mean, we're in studio. We're happy to be here. Tell a friend to tell a friend to come join us today. Yeah, no, man. I'm supposed to be in Cape Town for the uh, Cape Town fanfare. Uh, I actually left by the plane fit, you know. Uh, you see at the airport when they say check in 30 minutes before, ah, they're not kidding, dude. You must check in 30 minutes before. Cause dude, I was there one minute, you know, over 30 minutes, one minute. And, uh, being there one minute over, I couldn't check in. Yeah. Now, I think, I think what happened to me, I mean, um, I think last year well, it was my worst flying experience because I got there late. Mm-hmm. And because of the fact that I got there late, I had to buy another ticket. Is it? And I couldn't, I couldn't swap this one out for a discounted rate. I literally had to fly BA yeah. down to Durban. And coming back, um, they dropped me off late at the airport again. Mm-hmm. And then I had to make sure that because that one left, and there was no other flight. I mean, I think it was the last flight at about eight o'clock. Yeah. So I literally had to pay double. So I did, I did a, I did, I did, I did a back and forth, back and forth, but I was actually doing one trip. So I mean, I think it happens. And you know, us as entrepreneurs, you're trying to get the deal in before you get to the airport. You know? <laughs> so while you're trying to get the deal before you get to the airport, then you're faced with the challenge of, uh, you know, keeping time. Yeah, no, definitely. And dude, what's happening? Where are the guests? <laughs> nah, man, you know, I was, I was, I was shocked. I think, I think for me, where it hit me, I mean, from the moment I drove in, parking lot is empty. It seems like there's no one here. Okay. For, one. for me, that's the first, that's, that's the strange thing. thing. Yeah. And then I, w- oh, as I was walking up the staircase, as I was walking up the stairs, rather, I mean, it's silent. I walk in, I look at the couches, the waiting area, it's empty. I come into the studio, it's empty. Then I think to myself, nah, man, I think that today we're going to be flying solo or they're running a bit late. Mm. You never know with these things. I mean, you know, time in Joburg is, is, is something else. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, today I'm in Bulela and we're supposed to be talking about uh, downgrade, being downgraded um, as the country, the junk status um, that we are claiming, or that we not, it's not a claim, um, that we, are, we found ourselves in. Um, as a country, I mean, I was listening in the morning um, that now we've got two agencies that have downgraded us, um, you know, to to junk status. So today, I mean, as topic it was mainly to understand, uh, to say what it means uh, to be downgraded to junk status as a country. I mean, it's something that definitely we wanted to actually get into details, to actually get explained. I mean, to hear more, um, you know. Um, as to what it actually means for us. I just hear that, you know, it's something that really affects us, uh, our credit rating as a country in terms of acquiring loan and everything in that fact. I mean, in December, the standard and poor rating kept to the country, uh, sovereign credit rating at, I mean, one notch above the junk status. I mean, with a negative outlook, Bulleran, Wild Fitch, 
and adjusted its outlook negative from a stable. I mean, it's something that definitely we didn't see it coming as a country because I think we've managed to stay up notch um, for the longest time. But you know, there's something that killed me though with, with the junk status thing is that the minute after it came out, then the, the minister of um, finance says he knew about it a week before. Um, you know, as to we were gonna be them uh, downgraded as to, but why he couldn't tell or say to anybody mm. as to why we we were downgraded or he already knew. It's something that for me that still puzzles me to today. Eh? Sure, I think I mean it's a you know the downgrade. I mean, the, <laughs> I mean it's I think it's become a very I don't know. I mean you you find different organizations trying to play it very light. And by that, I mean, you've heard, we've heard certain individuals saying that if the rand falls, we'll pick it up to people saying, I mean, to people highlighting the importance of the downgrade. And I mean, to a certain degree, I mean, the downgrade plays a big role because, and you know, when I was reading, I think I did, I read an article in the, I think it was in a, it was, it was in the Destiny Man on their website. I'm not sure if it was Destiny Man or if it was News 24, I'm not sure. But this person was talking about, you know, the big impact of the rand falling or, or the rand being downgraded is it's not going to hit the people that are loaded and have the money, but it's going to hit the guys who are, who are, who are, I mean, low-level earners. The, most the guy on the street. The rate for them to lend and the rate for them to to borrow money and to purchase some of the goods that they need is going to go up crazily higher. Yeah, no, but you know, but how do you think though it um, it it affects them? Because the people that I mean, it's it's uh, it's said that it actually affects them. Those people don't really don't really know themselves as to what is um, the junk status and what it means. You know, they don't understand it. Because I've asked a couple of people as well to say, oh, do you know what it means for us being on junk status um, as a country? And they don't. So it's something that is worrying, and I'm asking myself to say, uh, if you have the very same people that it affects and they don't know what it means. Uh, for me, I never have heard of it. I mean, until obviously I was in business, and recently being in the junk status itself, I never thought it's something that really that would affect us. But the question is, am I starting to see the effects of it? And uh, Not yet. Um, you know, as to I've not started seeing it. Um, have you started feeling the effects of it? Um, not yet. I think, I mean, even for me as a layman, I mean, you know, the rating, I kind of looked at the rating as a, you know, they're just trying to rank us and to then say that we are not number one, we are number two. But I mean, to have heard of the financial implications, you know, obviously to some point, it's going to harm my employees, you know, it's going to harm my employees, it's going to harm my immediate community. And I mean, with the with the with the economic plight or the challenges that we are facing at the moment with the country, a downgrade is one of the hardest things. Even though we are economically right now doing a little bit well with the prospects of the rand strengthening in the next couple of months. Mm. So, do you are you sure it's going to strengthen though? You know what? You know, someone said optimistically that you know the rand has been through the worst. Um, I mean, it's been through the worst around the 90s and, and all this stuff and it was able to come back up. And the biggest thing, the biggest thing that that person was telling me, I think I was speaking to Timothy Maurice, I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. he was just saying that, you know what, no? it, 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 all these things that are happening around us need to blow over. 
all these things, the politically we need to be stable and politically we need to be more structured. This rattling is rattling that is necessary because there is a screw or there is something that went out of alignment. Mm-hmm. And we now need to make sure that we get it back in alignment within the politics and the private sector and whatever the case is. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, it's something that, that, that is actually interesting. So for me, I mean, um, there's a view that, that I liked, um, that, uh, Stephen Krotis, um, you know, was explaining, um, a brief as to what, um, according to him, a junk status is. Maybe let's have a listen to it. South Africa has a credit card. If you've ever gone and asked for credit, you'll know they look at how much money they think you're going to earn and whether you're a good credit risk. Essentially what's happened is that the ratings agency had looked at South Africa and said, well, we don't really like the way you're managing yourself. We don't think that you're managing yourself as well as you could be and you're not as good as the managers you used to be. And as a result, we're going to put the interest rate up we think you're a worse risk. So we'll still lend you money. In fact, we'll lend you lots of money. We're happy to do that. We're going to charge you a lot more. And what that means is that there's a lot less money for us as South Africans to spend on other things. And we don't just need it to buy a new car. We need to spend this money on paying teachers' salaries, on making sure that nurses and doctors get the money that they need. So what this means in the end is that South Africa has less money to spend on the things that really matter because our credit card is more expensive than it used to be. Yeah, no. So, <laughs> yeah, so for me, I was fascinated by that, um, especially for a person that uh, Bulelani uh, uses credit card. I mean, I travel a lot. I'm always using credit card and without a credit rating or being downgraded itself, I've always known that uh, the credit card interest, uh, my credit card interest, it's one of the highest days. But now, if ever we're going to find ourselves now caught up in this, and um now the the rates are going to go higher as well so i mean it's something that is actually tricky you know mm-hmm. so then i think it's something that we really need to be informed and and find a way of how to actually um go about um you know understanding better and especially a layman on the street for us who are in business, you know. But somebody else was saying to me mainly for businesses that are cash businesses or that are not really necessarily operating on credit, they might not really see the disadvantage um, of us being downgraded as a country. And the most interesting thing that happened, Brian, is that after we got that we got downgraded, banks started following. I know the likes of Investec and the likes of Standard Bank and many others. They they started dropping as well. Yeah. Uh, in terms of their their rating, and what started happening is that um, now it started started to create a panic in this financial uh, market. I know for a fact. Um, I've got a friend. I'll try to bring on the line as well. Yeah. Um, from Alliance Insurance that they deal. Um, then a global company, um, and fit with them, it was a question of now they had to, um, actually use now their rating for, for their international company, uh, to their clients. Cause now, uh, being an insurance company now, it means, um, what their rates that, that they need to charge, um, their clients need to go higher. Um, and their claimed book, um, it's starting to become affected uh, mm. by this credit mm. rating. Mm. No, man, I think, I think to the greater scheme, I mean, the guys who are abroad doing business abroad are heavily affected by this. I think, I mean, from an advance and from an investor perspective where we are an emerging market, I'd love to believe. And Africa is an emerging market. And I mean, you see South Africa leading on the African continent in terms of, I mean, I mean, for the past couple of months, I mean, our first couple of months, 
I mean, our GDP has not been growing that much, but you see us really soaring at the moment. And that is going to affect the development and growth in terms of the infrastructure with other countries and investors that are coming in here. Because one of the biggest things that we are looking for from an entrepreneurship perspective, from an infrastructure development perspective, from a social, from a eco-social perspective as well, we're looking for these investors to come in and invest in the country. So, I mean, it plays a very big role in terms of the partnerships that we have, the strategic partnerships that we have with other alliance partners. Because as a country, we we do sometimes play in the deficit area. And if we play in the deficit area and have to borrow billions, that means that we're going to be charged an arm and a leg. And we cannot afford that at this moment because we're dealing with crises like, I mean, the fees must fall. We're dealing with crises like water shortage. And I mean, just this morning, I mean, just this morning, I mean, when you, when we opened up, I mean, the news, you were seeing riots and people, and, and people protesting. And I mean, the protests that are happening in Kakiso and all these other areas. I think it's part and parcel of that. I mean, it might not be at a greater scale, but those are the things that we need to save the interest or the extra amounts that we pay on whatever loans we take on a country so that we can refinance or rather re take that money and develop our own people so that we build a much stronger economy at the end of the day. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I heard about those, um, you know, turning those, um, riots that were taking place, um, in the morning. And there's about plus minus 50 people, uh, Bulelani that have been arrested this morning, uh, in regards to those riots. And even schools, I mean, um, Department of Education have actually held uh, kids from going to school uh, because of these riots. And the most interesting thing, but I mean, what you're saying about that is that um, I, 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 for me, it became worrying that uh, there's close to about twenty something schools um, that have been banned. Uh, I mean, to date, to say, I mean, not only that we find ourselves um, in the predicament that we find ourselves, me specifically being in construction, I know how much it costs uh, to actually build one school. So now with their budget, obviously now failing to meet some of the requirements there is, those schools, it means they need to be rebuilt. And them being rebuilt, it means now there needs to be more credit um, that is that that is applied for uh, or that is... Um, been given to government mm. and the more credit that is being given to government it, uh, you know it's been given at the high rate and for me it's one of the things that I've, i think they've always fascinated me um especially being serious with with the research Bulelani. Um, and i mean i've realized that as a country it's always um encouraged especially by american or by corporate um, that we must take loans with an IMF International Monetary Fund. Mm. And with this International Monetary Fund, I mean, when I was doing research to say, who is this International Monetary Fund? Uh, I mean, it came, I came to an understanding that, um, it's, it's a bank. It's, it's an American Reserve Bank. And uh, that has been created by few individuals with deep pockets, uh, to actually get countries in debt. So right now, while coming to an understanding to say for you now to go to a bank to actually get debt, one thing that the bank would require would require security or surety. And with that surety, what will be a surety? It will be your house. Uh, your car would necessarily not be a surety, but it will be your land or anything that they could actually hold on to. So now for me, it's some now it comes to a question to say if ever now a country is going to go to an international bank to actually apply for funds. Um, to actually get, um, you know, uh, that loan. Obviously, they want a uh, surety. What is surety? Mm. 
you know so for me i mean in the research the little research that i did it came to say i mean the little surety that is sure it is me sure it is you sure it is our kids sure it is their kids kids you know and minerals and everything of that sort that's why at the end of the day politically um there's companies american companies and everything else um that would come to the country and politically they wouldn't even be stopped I mean, like, look at the deal that I remember we discussed it on the show here last year when we had, uh, after the president had signed off the chickens that were coming uh, from abroad for them to be to be sold here. Mm. You know, mm. it's something that really affected uh, the, 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 the chicken and farming market uh, of South Africa as a whole. Mm. So me having been traveling a lot in America, I mean, um, America, I remember I came back and I told you that pharmaceutical companies are the ones that are practically running the country. And with that, I mean, they go to an extent of even spraying the air. I mean, I remember the weight that I had gained um, being there. And I said, the food is so good, but you could even tell eating some of the food that here you're eating chemicals. Um, cause there's no way you'll have a chicken, uh, uh, with a thigh that, uh, that is as big as a, as a turkey, dude. You know, and it's a normal chicken. So it means with a turkey, how big does it have to become? It means it would become half of this table. You know, so it's something that for me, I mean, I think that is worrying. And at the same time, I was researching this morning to say, who are these, um, you know, rating agencies? I mean, the rating agencies, um, the agencies that are actually internationally based, they rate every country, you know. So for me, for you to realize that really the country is being influenced by business is that immediately after the Minister of Finance got fired, uh, then it's when the news came out. You know, so and at the end of the day, who controls um corp- uh, you know corporate South Africa? I mean, it's 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 big companies, it's individuals that are within corporate, you know, and some of the international companies um that are out there, they're actually having interest in South Africa. They're having businesses that are well represented here. And for me, I mean, it's a crisis that I think we, we find ourselves in. And I mean, even came across an interview, I mean, by the former minister, Pravin Godan, um, when he was in London. Um, and he was saying there's a sense of agency to ensure, I mean, that uh, as a country, we don't fall to junk status. And I mean, it's something that uh, we have already done. Um, and at that meeting, he was actually meeting with some of the investors uh, in London uh, to actually speak about the stability of the of the economy um of South Africa, you know, and um it's something that he was trying to actually be in a position uh, to save us as a country. And uh, the question is, did he manage to save us? No, he didn't. You know, and I've had an opportunity to speak with some of the investors as well, still in the same UK. Uh, for them, they had said that they have not started really seeing the spills um as yet. As far as, as, as us dropping as that, cause I really afterwards, after we got dropped, um, the rent became stable uh, for some yeah. time. Yeah. Um, even it was worrying cause every radio interview listening, how, why is the rent stable? You know, uh, there's a change of the minister of finance. There's a, you know, there's a drop uh, to junk status. And it's after two weeks, I think that it started dropping and it started becoming, um, a worry. Uh, to a lot of people But I think Bulelan, I want you to hear some valid points That the minister is saying um, In this interview And you tell me what you think about it Perfect mm. They understand that we are, we've done very well As far as uh, ma- managing expenditure And revenue and debt And the deficit is concerned Secondly uh, They want to know Where, where are we going to get growth in our economy from And thirdly uh, Whether 
we uh, can assure them that our key institutions, the Reserve Bank, the Treasury, and other institutions, uh, are operating as the, uh, in a way that they have learned how they operate in the past. And that's the assurance that we've been able to give, that uh, we are all doing our job, and we are trying to get the economy going. But importantly, uh, we are involved in conversations with both the business sector and the trade unions to create a joint South African team that can create confidence in the South African economy and in South African society. And uh, so far, we've had uh, positive responses. The difficulties that were faced in the finance ministry in December hit the headlines worldwide and put the South African economy in the spotlight really for the wrong reasons. How tough has that made your job? Well, we've had, uh, what, seven weeks in order to uh, tie up the budget uh, in uh, 2016. And uh, as a government team and as a treasury team, we've done very well to present a coherent picture, as I said, about managing government finances and knitting together a, a plan that will try to take the economic growth to a new level and above all involving other role players in society who have a big influence in our economy be it business or be it labor and get it, getting them uh, into a partnership that begins to sell South Africa as, uh, a, as one that is continuing uh, as a favorable investment destination whether you're interested in our debt or whether you're interested in shares on the Joburg Stock Exchange or whether you want to come and uh, invest in the real economy of South Africa. How serious is the threat of that downgrade in terms of going to junk and what would it mean for the ministry and, and in South Africa? But as, as a country, I don't think we want to get into junk status, uh, nor does the corporate sector want to be in junk status, nor do workers who want their companies uh, to be in junk status, nor do South African citizens who are going to face higher inflation, higher costs, higher uh, prices for imported commodities or goods want to be uh, in a country where we find ourselves in that position. And that's why we have the sense of urgency uh, from all of us to work together to sell one South African story and to get people to believe in our story. Uh, but they're not going to believe it just because we say so. What they're also asking for is tangible proof that we are moving in a different direction, that we are collaborating with one another, and that we have concrete projects which will demonstrate that uh, collaboration is not just in words, but in action. Finally then, can you sum up the message that you want to put out to global investors uh, when it comes to investing in South Africa? Look at the world today, as one of the business people said this morning, uh, there's no absolutely stable environment anywhere in the world, either in the advanced economies or in the emerging markets. So at the end of the day, it's about risk and reward. And South Africa has the best business infrastructure on the African continent. It's got a very highly sophisticated financial and services sector. And there are huge opportunities for growth in the real economy. But equally, uh, we've had a very steady and prudent fiscal policy for the last 15 to 20 years in our democracy. And there's no reason to doubt us in terms of our ability to pay our debt. Uh, whenever it becomes due, which is what the credit rating agencies and investors are interested in. And similarly, the Joburg Stock Exchange gives marvelous returns to those who are 
invested in South African company shares. So uh, on a competitive basis, we still uh, constitute an excellent proposition for investors into South Africa. Yeah, Bulanani, uh, for me, it's, it's, yeah, no, it's shocking. Because yeah. you see, I mean, uh, this is a UK correspondence, um, you know, um, for some big publication there. Um, that was actually interviewing the minister. So now the minister, you can tell, he's trying hard to convince him um, that we've got a plan as a country to actually save us. Mm-hmm. You know, so for me, it's something of now uh, we find ourselves in this predicament that we find ourselves in uh, being dropped. Then now all of a sudden yesterday, um, there's tweets um, that that were going out. Between the minister of <laughs> finance, uh, of finance wife, uh, and, um, Butlem Kizi, you know, so cause now the first shock was that, I mean, I remember the interview yesterday. There's uh, somebody that asked the minister of finance, cause who was formerly the minister of home affairs to say, um, do you actually work with your wife or what is happening? Cause the wife decided to take on an interview. Um, and she said she came up with an IT systems, uh, for, for home affairs. So she was the one who was assisting the husband and doing this and all of that. So now the country now is worried to say, as the business community, uh, how do we know that this woman now is not also running the, the finance, um, you know, ministry, um, of the country? Mm-hmm. And obviously out of that now, I don't know what she said, uh, about the, the, the ex girlfriend of the minister. So now the ex girlfriend decided to start defending herself. Yeah. And I think, I think on my side, when I read that, uh, thread, um, it, it's very incriminating and, and, and then throws and costs a lot of doubts in terms of our finance, you know, because I mean, some of the things there, I think, you know, would need to be taken serious to the point where they are looked into mm-hmm. by, by, by officials. But now the question is, um, I think the roll call in terms of the order there as well from a fan, from, from a, someone who's occupying such a high position, how do you have your wife even entertaining any form of interviews, you know? Yeah. Then it then goes back to that, that agenda that we are not pushing a, a social development agenda mm-hmm. or economic development agenda, but we're pushing a celebrity agenda. And we cannot have that agenda because I think it's one, it's when one knows what their place is. And if you've got baggage, deal with it privately. So that when we see you on the platform, we understand and we know clearly that you'd be able to administer the finances uh, properly. Because I think I also have um, some questions um, in terms of how the financial new minister was appointed. I mean, it cast a lot of doubts. Mm-hmm. And when you see what has happened in the past 14 months where we've had literally over five or four uh, ministers of finance just going up and down, <laughs> up and down, up and yeah. down. So that does really play a big role in terms of our country and from an investor readiness perspective. And these are the investors and angels and angel investors that we need as entrepreneurs and SMMEs to come into the country and put down some of their money. Is it? So now, I mean, Bulen, you, you're raising a valid point. But however, the minister, after he came into power, uh, he, he, he kept on being uh, confident that this junk status didn't happen because of him. He mm. said there's no way that one person came into power and the junk status happened. I mean, according to you, do you think... Um, he had an influence or the president had an influence in terms of appointing him, uh, onto the position of minister of finance, um, that it really affected us so bad that it dropped us. Um, I think, I think from my side, um, I don't think that he had any power, um, to do that. I mean, I think as the story is relayed, he also only found out in a phone call the night before. 
But what I do know right now is that, I mean, he's there, he's in a position of power. So, I mean, the decisions that he's making um, are very key, are going to be very key in the development of our country, really, and where we want to go as as, as as a people and as a community. Mm. And which is why we need those decisions to be as sober as possible so that we are able to achieve what we are trying to achieve um, as a as a developing country. Mm. So now, I mean, um, so it's something that for me, because right now, when it happened, uh, I remember it happened close to midnight. So all of us were grayed up. Um, I remember even in the morning, people were posting to say when we were sleeping, uh, we had no minister of finance. Then the following day, uh, we wake up with a new appointment. So for me, it's something that um, one I had a problem with, but okay, for me, it was a good thing that at least young people were being given an opportunity uh, to actually be in power or to actually sit in position. Because I mean, compared to other countries, we still have some of the oldest. Um, you know, political leaders. I think it's not only in South Africa, but in Africa as a continent. Mm. Um, mm. you know, people that are really sitting in positions. Then came France yesterday, I mean, with a Benton of a, uh, of a new president <laughs> elect. No, yeah. man, I think, I think I smiled. I mean, I smiled when I saw that. I mean, 39 president. It says something about the state of, um, it's gonna, it says something about the state of France and it's gonna say a whole lot in the next couple of months because more innovative ideas are gonna come into the play, mm-hmm. more inclusive, um, um, commentary from young people. And I'm hoping and believing that that is what is going to happen because we've got a lot of young people that have got fantastic ideas and there is a big disconnect between what is happening on the ground and what is happening with the men that are occupying the high offices. Okay. So when you have someone in the mid area who's able to take this information and bring it in mm-hmm. and take this information and bring it in here and then formulate some form of a program or structure that is going to be able to balance the two, then I find that to be one of the most phenomenal things. Yeah. No, 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 definitely. So, but now after what happened you now yesterday with the normal, um, you know, uh, normal lady uh, <laughs> and Kize. And, and um, issue. Now I start asking myself, worrying myself to say, did the president make a good decision though? In terms of appointing a young man into the financial ministry, did he make a good decision? In terms of thinking that, in fact, his status of readiness, um, to actually be in a position of, cause for me, I don't have a problem with being a minister of finance, but if ever you're going to have such a lot of baggage following you, being that, I mean, that, that puts, uh, our, you know, rating, um, at risk. Because now there's a lot of things, obviously, that influence rating. It's not only in terms of how uh, investment readiness, but it's obviously political uh, environment uh, and its influence. I mean, um, you know, so I think gossip and a whole lot of things, I mean, they bound to, to really influence us. I can imagine wherever he is at this point in time, you know, what he wish he could actually disappear or this happened. And right now the lady claimed that the wife is the one that provoked him. So for me now, that's why I'm questioning to say, was he ready or is he the right candidate with debt in the closet to actually be the minister of finance? Cause right now they say uh, he's on the payroll uh, of, of, um, he's on the payroll of, of, um, you know, the Guptas. Um, so it's something that, that obviously I saw on Twitter and Julius Malema actually exposed. <laughs> I think, I mean, that gentleman always has breaking news. But, you know, for me, I think if we are going to be, you know, um, um I think it was last year when he delivered a keynote speaking about um, uh, um, 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 high moral 
um, integrity, high levels of moral integrity, especially amongst public servants, because public servants are the people that we entrust to be able to administer the agenda of the people and further fulfill it through the implementation of whatever programs or whatever uh, solutions are required by the people at the bottom. So, I mean, to be in such a high positions and to find skeletons and things coming out the way that they are, obviously, I mean, obviously, I mean, if I was in that position as well, I'd want to hide under a rock because it really discredits me and in terms of me and what I want to do, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, would we get over this? I think that we, we would be able to get over this, but I think maybe not to um, overstep uh, people's boundaries, but I really feel like the minister must have a very calm conversation with his wife in terms of um, the media and, and how the media would portray um, some of the things that are happening so that we do not have such instances because in locally it's our business, but this business is also broadcasted abroad where it weakens us in front of our competitors and fellow African countries and the global spectrum. Yeah. No, 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 definitely. It's, it's, it's something that, that, um, that I think it's very interesting. Do you, do you remember though the exposure that, that, uh, J- uh Julius gave? Yes, that was <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm sure, I mean, uh, the people out there, uh, they might not have, have listened to it. I've actually managed to, 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 to actually find it. And uh, for me, it's something else. They said he was the man to actually rescue. Um, you know, uh, politically ANC and to actually rescue us as a country. But obviously, after this, I'm not sure anymore. Let's have a listen. Every time I speak about Mel and Guardian, I mention Matuma because it's the most seasoned. I don't even mention the editor because she's extremely challenged. So so I don't want to talk about him. So I mentioned Matuma because a seasoned journalist. He has been there. And I know him. The first interview I did when I was elected president of COSAS, the, the first newspaper to interview me, a serious newspaper, was made in Guardian and it was Matuma. Uh, 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 and that is long time ago. So I know him. That's why I always say when I say male and guardian, I say Matuma. Don't think there is anything against him. Put Malusi Kigaba and Mbalula, and they say young lions. Those are young lions without teeth. There's nothing young lions about Malusi. Uh, if anyone hopes Malusi can rescue the ANC, then the ANC is hopeless. You know, the recent example, which is extremely personal but necessary, is two women fighting over Malus, a minister, and he's got no control over them, both. If you can't handle such a small thing, how can you handle a complex company called South Africa? Malusi was running the election of the ANC in 2014. Malula had to be called again to rescue it because Malusi is hopeless. The same thing with Mbalula. Now let's finish Malusi. Malusi is also on the payroll of, of uh, Guptas. Remember he gave that girl from outside uh, 300,000. I don't know what it's called in dollars. Where will the minister get 300,000 to give cash? to give a concubine. <laughs> Minister becoming a blesser. 
with the stolen money. 300,000. We said this before. It's only those who are in the Gupta's payroll who can afford to bless with 300,000. This one called Mbalula. So, yeah, no. <laughs> I think I think I mean most of the things that he has said so far has have proven true, but I really feel like from an economic perspective, if we are to recover and grow as an economy, then we need to make sure that we you know i I don't know i think I think completely clear the veins and completely clear the ones who are in power right now so that we can make room for real movers and checkers to come in and take the fort. Mm, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, for me, it's something. And uh, one, the interesting thing is that Malema always tells us these things, and we don't believe him, you know. And 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 when they happen, it becomes a shock. So, and for me, I mean, it's something that is worrying because um, if ever we're going to be affected as business um, and as a country, it's something that we really need to um, to really take into consideration, and it really needs to be something that um, you know that is taken serious. And and for me, because right now, at the end of the day, they're saying small business, it's actually there to improve the economy of the country. I mean, we're there to infl- uh, to contribute in the employment, um, you know, of of uh, young people and increase employment economy and bliss and this and all of those things. But now, if ever we're going to be affected, because um, if big business is affected, big business don't give us business and it means we become affected as small business. So for me, I would expect that the government needs to be the one entity that protects us, needs to be the one entity that actually stands for small business and that creates opportunities not only for us, but for a whole lot of other people out there. So, but now if ever we can't even rely on the very same government, if ever right now we're going to be in with a minister, um, that is not trusted. Um, or that is not taken serious because of the scandals and everything else. And right now we find ourselves being dropped as a country. Instead of focusing on uh, lifting us, uh, lifting our rating um, as a country, but we find ourselves de- defending ourselves and taking on, you know what, um, you know, the, the opportunity um, that is set out there. But we find ourselves in trouble. We find ourselves worried. We find ourselves, uh, I mean, some of us that always interact with people globally, having to defend us as a country to say, no, we're doing well. No, it's not as bad as the media makes it look and everything of that kind. And right now as well, we are being attacked as the media. Um, they saying, you know, the way we cover things, we need to be in a position to make us look good as a country. We need to do this and this. So it really puts one in an awkward position to say, where do you actually lie? Um, you know, as a small business and where do you lie actually as a media practitioner? Do you now not communicate what is happening? Uh, do you now have to sugarcoat things uh, for the sake of protecting our image as a country, for the sake of protecting our economy? Uh, for me, it's, it's a very thin line there, Bulelani, that I think we need to really figure out as to how it gets handled. No, definitely. Um, you know, I think with that all being said, um, we are here as... Um, uh, as as uh, we are here as uh, young entrepreneurs, and I mean we're hungry to help and put a lending hand, uh, a helping hand, 
with regards to our government and the development and we have programs that are real. The one thing that we want is that monies must not be squandered on things that are not required and things that will not benefit the development of the country when we have real programs out there that with the right funding would make the government's job move much more swifter and much more easier. Um, I'd love to then also then further extend a comment to then say that um, uh, holding a public uh, post or administering a public position doesn't necessarily doesn't necessarily mean that you know you are you are there to defend or you are there to look out for your own interests but holding a public position is a position that we need to look into as to then say you know what this is the position that we need to be able to um influence development and growth for the country from a social from a social development perspective to an entrepreneurial development perspective to then say that we are servants and we are going to serve because even in entrepreneurship what we are trying to do every day with our products more than anything is to serve the greater good and to serve the community through whatever products that we have because our products really are mainly made and created to um, um to solve whatever problem because where there's a problem you will find entrepreneurs coming with solutions and what we then need from our public servants is just to be that servants more than anything in the public domain and serve the greater good and serve the people that have elected them into those positions so that we move and we grow as a country so that in the next installment we are able to move up as a as a country in terms of our ratings and we also are able to move and point to real growth and real businesses that we have developed as a country as well yeah yeah no definitely i mean i, I think you've 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 said you've said a mouthful uh, it's something that i think as well as society we need to understand the power that we have uh, as individuals we need to understand the power that we have as business people um to say politicians are dependent on us you know, we are not necessarily dependent on politicians. Cause right now I think they've teaching, they've teach, they've taught us and given us so much power of dependency that we don't know that we have the power to put them in power. We have the power to remove them uh, from power. So that's why we don't really necessarily use the power that, that we actually have uh, within ourselves. But for me, I think it's, it's a good thing that today I think it just was just a reflection. Uh, of how are we affected uh, by this drop um, of the junk status? Uh, how are we affected by, you know what, um, you know, the drop of the rating um, of the country? Because it's something that I think we never really have an opportunity to actually discuss amongst ourselves and actually look at it uh, to actually discuss it. Something that we hear in the news, something that we see out there, and mainly would hear our guests um, discuss it. But I think I'm glad that, you know what, um, today it was an opportunity for us to actually discuss and dwell more into it and more than anything give our own opinion because I think we are very opinionated um, about this so good thing we have an opportunity to actually be opinionated on the mic other people don't and for us to actually you know what provoke other people that are listening out there the layman on the street you know somebody that is in business somebody that's sitting in offices listening out there because um, I've seen as well tweets and social media media is actually um, responding to the discussion that we're having to say it should be our responsibility uh, to understand how are we affected um, 
as people, you know, by this drop to junk status. It is our responsibility to affect uh, as well to actually see how better can we improve ourselves to actually be in a position uh, to contribute a little um, or whichever way, you know, to the improvement of our economy of the country. Because at the end of the day, we need to be the change um, that we want to see um, out there in the world. Um, for me, I think it's 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 exciting. And um, unfortunately, we've even as well uh, come to to the end of the show. Um, but I think we've given our opinion. Um, so, and it's a question of doing more research and see how best uh, we could um, get out there, if possible. And I want to try and get the minister himself uh, to actually come to the show and actually discuss. What do you think about that? No, definitely. Let's get the gentleman here to tell us. Yeah, no, <laughs> definitely. Uh, anyway, this is all that we had for you today. Um, right here uh, on three sixty Biz. My name is Tabuhamafodi and Bulelani uh, Balabala. Uh, catch us right here next time for another exciting installment of three sixty Biz. If ever you've just tuned in, you've missed out on an interesting discussion around being dropped, um, having a junk status um, as a country. Uh, but you can always go to www.cliffcentral.com and uh, go to podcast to actually catch the podcast. Or you can even go to, um, you know, your phone and download the Cliff Central app uh, to actually hear more um, about the discussion that we had and many other shows that we've had. Catch us again next time for another exciting installment of 360 Biz. My name is Debo Homafodi and Bulelani. We are out. Cliffcentral.com.